0: Welcome to Thinking Reimagined.
1: Thinking Reimagined is a unique platform for thoughts-provoking intergenerational dialogue
0: in a diverse and inclusive setting with a focus on impactful change
1: in the global workplace and community.
0: Our stakeholders' conversations aim to spark thought, leadership, curiosity,
1: engagement,
0: collaboration and learning
1: amongst individuals, teams and beyond. Enjoy Enjoy this episode. episode.
0: And subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and other outlets.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of the Thinking Reimagined podcast. I am Nifemio Guntoye. Let's talk about positive body image. When you look into the mirror, what do you see? Do you like what you see? You know, I remember growing up. I love what I see. Oh, you love what you see, Dr. Dama, okay.
0: I love Uh, what I see.
1: (laughs) I'm told that um, when the clothes are off, Mr. Boyo, we all do not look exactly like we look with the clothes on.
2: Do you agree? (laughs) Well, yes, because some of us see what we want to see. And then Uh some of us look at the reality. And then some are totally like, don't even look. So I think it's a matter of your mindset. What you see is your perception of what you look at. And then some mirrors are, um, not to use the word fat, but some mirrors are fat mirrors. So when you look in the mirror too, don't judge yourself by what you see. Because some mirrors make you look larger than.
0: It's interesting that he should start with the idea of perception, because, you know, there are many angles of how to look at body image. Perception is the one that people usually go to, which is, how you know, how do you see yourself? But there's yeah. also how you feel about yourself, which is the affective. And that in itself changes how you interact with yourself and others or you know, how you relate or the way you relate to others uh, and to your body, which can affect your behavior. And of course, the cognitive, what are your thoughts? What are those thoughts about yourself? You know, in psychology, we always talk about self-esteem under three branches as self esteem as to how you perceive yourself, how you see yourself, how you think people see you. And how people see you. So literally, mm-hmm. you have to think about the whole umbrella when you're look, talking about body image. But as I said earlier, whilst our clothes are coverings mm-hmm. for our bodies, how we feel about our bodies internally comes from us. But we have to think about the Absolutely. external influences that we feel or that mm-hmm. are implied, um, whether it's societal In- or exactly. familial. So.
1: It's a little bit difficult uh, these days. I like what Mr. Boyo said about, you know, what you see. Because we've been mm-hmm. seeing a lot We're on Instagram. You see what the world perceives to be beauty. Every guy is hitting the gym these days. And then you see the biceps and the triceps. And then you look into your mirror. It's your tummy that is staring back at you. Uh, I I used to be very skinny. And I, I, I usually desire... I grew up desiring to add a little bit more flesh. So when I got married, I told my wife that you have a lot of work to do, you know. Seven years after, my tummy is staring right back at me. <laughs> and then I compare my tummy with that of my wife who has had two children. I'm like, guy, you're not pregnant yet. Why is your tummy this big? <laughs> but let's talk to, let's bring in our special guest. Karina Karui is joining us for the first time on this podcast. She hosts the body image workshops, and she's invested in conversations on women's wellness. Karina, how do I pronounce this? Is this air wellness?
3: It's air wellness. So air not, well- not too far off, but air
1: wellness. Yes. Yeah, air correct. wellness. So Karina runs air wellness, under which she hosts uh, body image workshops at schools and offices. Welcome on board, Karina. Thank you for joining us on this one.
0: Thank you. And Karina, can I ask you, can I just ask Karina, what does ERE stand for? What does it mean? I mean, is there there something to that name? That nomenclature?
3: Yes, so it actually um, comes from three sources. So the word Mm -hmm. ERE in Nimbe from Biota State translates loosely to women, folk, um, and it's a play on my mom's name, which is Erem, and my grandma's, which is Ere Faga. So it's paying homage to the woman who raised me. Um, and it just in Nimbi language from Bielsa State. Wow.
0: Beautiful. Wow. Interesting. There you go. Yes, I like it. Homage so, to the women. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> You know that body image issues usually affect women more than men, although now it's almost balanced because, again, as you mentioned, there's social media and what people project. But uh, I am curious to see what um, Karina has to say about body image to get us started. 100%. And
3: I think um, what has been discussed earlier really did touch on it in the sense that it's an umbrella under which how we see ourselves, how others see us, and now how social media really affects our relationship with our bodies because there seems to be so much pressure to look a certain way. And um, it's interesting to observe the fact that beauty standards have changed over the years and they continue to change, of course. Right now, the standard for women is, you know, the curvy, hourglass, um, slashed, um, small waist, big hips um however before it used to be you know a very slender slim model what people would call skinny um before that it was you know if you are very big and plump it shows that you are doing very well and you're prosperous um so it's interesting how the body standards change um hence the body image and discussions on it change over years as well and You it's know, Karina, time. I wanted
0: to add to that, that it's also cultural, because in every culture, the standards, the perceived standards of beauty or um, the proper uh, the image you should have, body image, really is affected by the culture in which you are, you are raised or the culture in which you reside. And I do think we should also bring that, that factor into play.
3: Definitely, I completely agree. I completely agree in the African context, the Nigerian context. Um, we even have discussions on different tribes and different behaviors towards body image. So, for example, fattening rooms for Calabar culture um, and histories of that. Um, they definitely do come into play um, in terms of, you know, if you're on the slimmer side, there are a lot of comments of, oh, why aren't you eating? Why are you so slim? Why are you so skinny? If you're on the bigger side, there might be comments of, oh, you're eating too much, you know, you shouldn't be fat, you should watch it, you should watch it. So it's definitely a very cultural conversation as well. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: A lot of that is also changing. Um, you know, just like you said, Karina, growing up, sexy used to be slender, you know, and fade, you know, all of those beauty models. But um, now a lot is changing. Now you need some curves to be sexy, if you know what I'm talking about. Some people even go to the extent of uh, adding some flesh to those um, areas of their bodies. But Mr. Boy, talk to us. Have you ever had an experience growing up or even right now about... Um, because usually people will say the confidence should come from inside. out, But um, there's a lot that also depend on the reaction you get from the outside if you're if you're wearing a good cologne for instance someone says you look good you know there's something there's a little good feeling that you have someone says oh that clothes looks good on you or you speak well there's this there's a little impact that these good comments bring to you and it's the same thing you get when someone makes you feel that perhaps you look too big or you're too you're too tiny have you Tiny rather. Have you had any experience in that regard before, Mr. Boyle?
2: Um, well, actually, recently I've had some experience because I started going back to the gym after a year of an injured arm. So, kind of packed on a few pounds and kind of looked different. But I wasn't ashamed of my physique because sometimes you're skinny, sometimes you're chubby, it doesn't matter. <laughs> As long as you're alive and breathing. But I started getting comments like, oh, look at your tummy, your love handles, you're getting chubby, Um, you're not training properly, you're getting slow, and this. And I was like, come on, I'm doing the best I can for myself at this time of my life. So it doesn't bother me, but I spoke about it because I know people um, that go through this body shaming and it gets to them to me i'm confident in my skin and i'm happy the way i look i'm happy to be alive so i don't care if i'm fat or skinny or smell good today or whatever Do you understand and then also when you're talking about social media we can use social media as a measure because have you heard of filters um, body shaping belts uh, photoshop so what you see on social media is an illusion. Trust me, I can make myself look light-skinned with a slim, skinny face. I can color my hair and change my the way I look. So, so if you use social media as a measure of um, of what you think you should look like, then you're just wasting your time and wasting your emotions, and you're just you're living a, you're looking at a fake life, so to speak. But um, in terms of body shaming and um, all that. People will always talk, but if you're confident in yourself and you look good and you feel good and you're healthy and you're breathing, I don't care about people's opinions because come to come to um, the basic people that usually um, give you negative comments, um, insecure, and also have their own issues. So they use that as a defense mechanism or that's what they're used to. I don't know if I'm babbling, but um no, <laughs> no,
0: you're, not. no okay, you're not
2: so i think it all well, boils you know, down it's...
1: to what we started, i think it all boils down Go to ahead. what we consider to be the standard of beauty in the society or in the community where we work and do business so i stumbled on one of um, karina's conversation where she was talking about um her Barbie story growing up uh she would compare Herself with the dolls that she was playing with, and that's a, for instance you cons, you see people carrying beards and somehow in your mind it looks good and then you're thinking that you're not really looking young and and trendy if you don't have beards or so if your beards are not well trimmed <laughs> and things like that, you know. So, um, Doctor Ama, I'd like to just speak to you know this idea of Uh, getting uh, confidence from inside out is key. However, it's also very challenging in this age and time where you see a lot, you know, unlike before, when, you know, before social media, what you see is really limited.
0: You know, and if I I think we should start with the body. What is the body? It's encasement that holds all of the internal organs that we have. And all of us are different. I am unique, nobody else looks like me. There might be somebody who somewhat resembles me, but it's not me. And each of us is given the body that we're born with, which is the body that we live with until we transition. And that body is going to age, it's going to change. So you can have one type of body when you're, five years old as opposed to another when you're a teenager when the hormones come in as opposed to you know when you've given birth to children or menopause or perimenopause and aging but what doesn't change is the mind the mind doesn't change the body can change, but the mind doesn't change. And that is where the focus should be, is on the mind. Because we have to embrace that as we grow, as we age, and we age every single minute and every single day and every single year. Our bodies are going to change based on the environment in which we live, based on what we're going through our lives. If you're stressed, you're going to produce extra cortisol. That hormone is going to make you get bloated. That hormone is going to give you belly fat. But if you reduce the stress, you're likely to lose the body fat and that region of your body would would disappear. So there are things that you can do to modify your body. I've always said to people that when you exercise, we tend to think of exercise as keeping the body going. Yes and no. What you're really doing is keeping your mind and your brain going. And if you can keep your mind and your brain going, whatever happens with the body does not affect how you perceive yourself, how you relate to others, and how you think of yourself because you recognize that the external which is the body is going to change is the reason why you can change your clothing and look different whether you're wearing a dress trousers skirt whatever it is that you wish to wear that does not change the mind so one of the big things we have to do is embrace the different body shapes we shouldn't be setting a standard for beauty We should be accepting each other as we present ourselves because there is no way that you should be allocating beautiful, more beautiful, more attractive. These are artificial parameters that we're setting that are not within the norm of how we accept ourselves. Diversity in body is critical and diversity in body is evident every single day social media and all of these cosmetic surgeons and all the, the other packaging does not change the mind. And so I really think that what we need to start from a very young age is encourage our children as they shift into adolescence, when their body changes into um, puberty and, and, and further on, to really enhance their mind so that when they look at themselves in the mirror, they see who they really are, not the body. The body is just a physical encasement. So I am as happy with my body as I was when I was a few decades younger, as I will be a few decades older, because I'm not concerned about the encasement. I keep it in good condition. I eat properly. I exercise. I, but more importantly, I keep a positive mind, recognizing that the body will change. And that is very critical, how you perceive yourself, how you think of yourself, how you present yourself, you know, how you treat your body is very important. And body image sometimes really boils down to how do you treat yourself? Because if you treat yourself as the vessel of knowledge and the goddess or the, that you are, then you will always feel good, regardless of what you wear. And you can wear a piece of rag and walk into a room and have presence, that's not from your body. That's internal from who you are. And people will interface with you based on what you present, not on the clothing. It's not about your clothing. It's not about the external. That's why you have different people in the world. Some of the nicest people in the world have physical attributes that will not be appealing to others. But that personality, that mind is what draws us. If you marry someone because of the physical attributes, you're going to be disappointed very quickly. Because they do Apparently. change, but the mind
1: not, doesn't. Yes, not many of us have placed a premium on these other attributes that you're talking about. Uh, people still get married based on looks. People still, you know, do business and you know uh, make relationships based on what they see and what is perceived as beautiful. Perhaps Karina I
2: can speak it. to us about. Mr. Boye, you want to say go something, go ahead, Mr. Boye? Yeah, I said yeah. I agree with Dr. Arman because um, it's not about the clothing or um, what you wear, or if you're skinny or fat, it's about the inside, it's about you, your confidence, because your, your body image positivity comes from confidence from what you exude. Like today, I'm wearing a T-shirt and sweats and I look like, mm, beep, beep, I blip the word, but I'm out and people are saying hello to me and calling me like in Nigeria, chairman. I was like, I look like crap, but, because I'm confident about the way I look and what I'm wearing. I mean, I'm not the most handsome looking guy or the most best dress, but I'm out. I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying myself. I don't look um, scared or stressed and I'm working with confidence. And I feel like for my age and for today, I'm okay. So that excuse and People are like saying hello to me and talking to me because I exude that confidence. I'm not saying I'm the most positive person because I do have my days, but if you exude from the inside the radiation, the radiance, people are gonna buy into that. And to me, that's what um a good body positive image or whatever you want to tell me is about. It's not what you're wearing. You can wear the most expensive things and still look like crap and they're still going to look down on you. So it comes from the inside.
1: Absolutely. After all, the body is only housing the spirit that has a soul. And, uh, you know, a lot of emphasis has to be placed on these other crucial things. Um, Karina, you're leading a movement that is redefining women's um, relationship with their bodies. You know, Dr. Ama mentioned earlier that the female folks seem to be more concerned with these things and particularly seeing how radical their bodies change over the years, particularly for those who get pregnant and raise children, you know, and things like that. You, how, talk to us about, because you have walked in those shoes before, um, how, how did you grow this confidence that um, Dr. Ama and Mr. Boyos talking
3: about? Um, so, um, like you mentioned earlier, Aria was born from personal experience. Growing up as a teenager, I had an eating disorder called bulimia, which means that you eat food, so sometimes you binge. Um, which means I eat a lot of food until you're super full and then you purge that you make yourself vomit the food back up so I struggled with that for eight years from when I was about as crazy as it sounds when I was about 11 or 12 um, up until when I was in university at the beginning of university Um, and I think it's easy for us now to talk about um, being confident in your body but it's also very important for us to note that and I'm sure Dr. Amar can also confirm this but At that age, when you're a teenager and adolescent, you're very impressionable. Um, It's very easy for you to hear, see something, think, ah, that's how how I should be. Um, And to internalize that and then begin to think, oh, something is wrong with me because I'm not experienced that. It's really founded on vulnerability. So a lot of us tell our story. So, for example, I'm very open with my story. I talk about it in depth at workshops, some podcasts, and and just opening up that door for vulnerability, being like, it's not an overnight journey. Um, it happens over time. And something I also really stress from a comfort with yourself. Um, it comes from a comfort with yourself. It comes like um, Dr. Anna mentioned, an understanding of who you are and really getting to know yourself. So really being able to work on your mind. Um, in terms of the comfort with yourself it takes time um this is what we stress especially to kids at schools it takes time and it really is strengthened by focusing on the positive so for example we might not like our bodies overnight We might not like our, everything about our bodies in one day but focusing on, okay what do i actually like what am i grateful for Foc- focusing on the functionality of your my body moves my body works properly um i might not like my legs when they carry me around um, so really breaking things down to each body part, to each aspect of our bodies, and not just seeing it as, sometimes what seems to be quite overwhelming of the whole, you know, be confident about the whole of yourself, love the whole of yourself, accept the whole of yourself. It takes time. Um, so it's really exciting to see us breaking down within our communities. Um, and then it's exciting to see how people are able to tell their stories and others also benefit from those stories. So with someone else's vulnerability, you're able to gain strength and the assurance that, okay, I will get there, it's a day-by-day thing. Um, we're able to share tips on what helps, um, very practical, very realistic, unfiltered tips of what helps. And we're also able to work with um, therapists, psychologists, you know, who are able to give that support from the professional point of view as well. So it's been, it's been a really interesting and very refreshing journey. I think it's a competition that needs to happen more vulnerably just generally in our spaces. This is the Thinking Reimagined podcast sponsored by Allied Empowerment. Allied Empowerment Consultancy offers leadership and innovation through bespoke human development solutions, brain-based leadership, and coaching. Allied Empowerment empowers business leaders, teams, and individuals to intentionally accentuate desired outcomes built on trust, curiosity, Psychological safety, engagement, and communication. Allied Empowerment.
0: Thriving in a sustainable and valued manner.
1: You know, I like what you said about seeing the body taking one part, you know, um, seeing other things about you that are good and placing a lot of emphasis on it. And that's very key because um, I also think that for many... Um, growing up, it's also a function of those that they are close to, and um, some are not just quite lucky to have people who who can see the other side of them. They are always talking down at them, um, calling them names, you know, talking about what is not um, what they think is not good about them, and all of these words over the years have a way of just dampening their soul and, you know, perforating a person's self-esteem. So how do we speak to those individuals who perhaps have been in verbally abusive relationships where their partners is always body shaming them, talking down on them and uh, making them feel that there's really nothing good about them just because of the way they appear, that they saw that person uh, doesn't see to be beautiful.
0: You know, Nifemi, I want to start by saying that it all starts with parents. Parents need to start to understand and accept their children as they are. They need to be careful of the language that they use when describing their children or the languages that they use when they're speaking to their children. They are the first people to praise or to identify the things about children that they should change. Parents do it unknowingly, very often, um, without recognizing it. So it's important for parents to be mindful of the language. They should be mindful of the things that they're exposing their children to. They should be mindful of even how they are describing themselves. So a parent who feels that she is fat, or her legs are not good, or her arms are too big, you implicitly transfer that to your child who now begins to judge his or herself based on what you have said. If we come to recognize the body for what it is, for the functionality of it, and we are grateful for the functionality that it provides, yes, then you are less likely to criticize your body and focus on your mind. So much attention is placed on girls being pretty, girls being beautiful, girls dressing in a certain way, girls recognizing that they have to attract men. No, they don't. You don't need to attract any man. The person just needs to accept you for who you are, the same way that. They- you accept them for who they are, but that kind of unhealthy pressure causes young women in particular and some boys now to deal with eating disorders which is a form of poor body image, body dysphora. So you start dealing with bulimia and um, Karina, thank you for being bold enough to speak about that. Anorexia, you're trying to mold your body into what you perceive, what you've been told, what you see as the mark of beauty, right? And when you don't fit into that, then you get this low self-esteem, low confidence, and you begin to want to modify your body as a way of trying to achieve something that is not naturally you. And so you modify it. We need to also get those in the media, those that are role models to speak about positive body image. They're not doing it. Instead, they're showing off the things that they're doing to modify their bodies, which is not available to others. And then they start trying to modify their bodies in some way or the other to match what is being visually presented. So self-esteem is important. Self-confidence is important. Less judgment on others is critical. The person is heavy and, and I don't use words like thin and, and fat. You're on the heavier side. You're on the petite side. Right? But those kinds of language allow people to recognize that we're different, we're on a spectrum. This thing about color, you know, your complexion, for heaven's sakes, can we let go of that? It doesn't, it doesn't define you. It's just a way of describing you so that you can be identified, but it's not who you are. So I do think it starts with parents and, and, and schools also have to play a role I'm not a fan of beauty pageants. I'm not a fan of some of the things that people do that begin to label somebody as beautiful, fine, ugly, fat. We have to change the language. And by that way, we will change the mindset and begin to accept that every single person is different. Now, in terms of a partner who puts you down, that is unhealthy, very unhealthy, and causes great trauma. How you and, and unfortunately, when people get married, especially if they marry a physical image and that image changes, and you don't recognize that as that image is changing, even you, the criticizer, you're, you're changing. Look at your photograph when you got married and who you are today. There are changes there. So, if one spouse can accept that change, then why can't the other? Why put a woman down because she's gained weight whilst during pregnancy and force her to get rid of that weight because you want a particular image? Why do women put that burden on themselves? It is a burden and it's very traumatic. So I do believe that if your partner feels that way about you, your partner should probably stop and have a look at him or herself. haven't you changed as well because our bodies are changing I don't think I look the same as I did a year ago six months ago five years ago but me the person within this body is the same I have not changed I don't think so but if I have I would like someone to tell me and that should be the focus that's oh, what, Nifemi, you, you're laughing. Have I changed? <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. You haven't at all. Oh, Didn't it, did it we say that? Didn't we all agree that you're looking uh, stunningly beautiful uh, on this there podcast?
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: um, <laughs> Mr. Boyu, I also think that a lot of this pressure that women uh, face come from the men or via men. So um, after my wife put to bed twice, I noticed that um, the flat tummy that I used to trip for you know, just went away. And then I couldn't see it again. And you know, in my mind, I started nursing. I started thinking. I started having thoughts like, is it that she's not you know, working out enough? Um, is it that she's not doing enough to get her body back? But at some point, this is what broke me. You know, The other day, we were in front of the mirror, both of us. And I found out that my tummy was competing with that tummy. So I just got some wisdom that if me that I've never been pregnant for once is still battling with this tummy, it will be very insensitive, you know, uh, of me to demand of that of her. And I like what Dr. Hammer said about the fact that we're not, we're not what we look like, you know. If you, if you live long enough, you will know that people are not exactly what they look like. You can find some beautiful people who have nasty character who can kill you. But how do we begin to ensure that um, men, even though it, some men are still even battling with their own body size and body colors, I know of men who bleach their skin and things like that. But how do you think men can be there for their woman and let them know that, see, you don't need to do a surgery to fix this. I think. I think you'll find the
2: way you are. Okay. Um. I'm yes. gonna talk in some different ways. First of all, um. I think women are more competitive and more critical of each other than men are. Because I say this. I don't want anybody to jump down my throat, but I say this because when women see each other, they might compliment each other, but they're gonna say, "Oh, she's bigger than me." or oh, her makeup is worse than mine. Or oh, I think women are more competitive than men. Men are critical, yeah, but I think women tend to be more competitive with each other. And then secondly, I don't know why women lose weight to get in that wedding dress and change the way they look. And then after the wedding, what happens? You go back to your normal style. <laughs> you look a certain way. Why not just be yourself? if you're slim exactly. chubby or whatever just be yourself and uh, when you change yourself that is where all those things stem from and any man that thinks his wife after having babies is going to have a flat tummy that's just silly because men are just as men change just as much as women i myself i'm growing like mam boobs and big tummy and all that so the women too if your husband says Oh, you're getting chubby. Tell him he's getting chubby too. Fight back. Don't just sit there and take it and be like a doormat. Oh, I'm getting... So what? Just be yourself. If you're confident, trust me, your husband is going to love you the way you are. But if he tells you you're getting chubby and then you go start killing yourself to diet or feel depressed, then um, you need to build up. Like Dr. Amos said, you need to build up from the inside. If you're, if you're strong in your will and you're confident enough, that beauty is going to ex- exude. It's going to come out and he's going to love you the way you look and the way you are. Not saying they're not bad men out there that are abusive, but it's their problem. They have an issue, not you. So talking about abuse and body shaming, that's another um, realm because most people that do that often have their own issues and it's manifesting and taking it out on you, but if you're If you build up your mindsets to feel comfortable and happy and the way you are, then if someone abuses you, I say, fight back. Mm.
0: Can I just make a comment? Um, Mr. Boyo? used the word competitive. I don't know that women are competitive. I know. It's it's comparative, they compare. Being comparative is different from being competitive. And it's when you start comparing yourself to others that that body disformer comes into place is because you start to question your body or how you wear something or how somebody else is wearing it. And that is where the issue lies Yeah, because you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't compare yourself with someone else. Um, That is not necessary. That's where the, the body, um, for it that's where it begins really is when you're being compared, when parents compare to children, oh yeah, this one looks more like me and that one looks more like the other or, or takes that after the grandmother. And in the meantime, they don't have good feelings for that grandmother and yes. they're going to transfer those negative feelings about the grandmother onto the child who looks like the grandmother. And then the child knows that you don't like the grandmother. And so they're beginning to wonder if you don't like it. It's a cycle and you just need to, change it yes. but yes. I, I i really believe positive body image from a young age is incredibly critical for confidence this, for self-esteem and everything else
2: you're absolutely right and you touched on something this color thing oh my baby came out dark so what it's a beautiful baby do you know people bleach their babies now i, I mean I what heard what of that? Yes, i've heard of that as well it's crazy yes Yes, you, do. you don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> they do.
1: People do. Karina, that's terrible. What What do you say uh, to someone who who brings that negative vibe or that negative comment about your size? How do you respond to them? Do you just look the other way and move on? How do you oh. deal with just like
3: that. So this is a skill that I've had to learn to perfect over the years, because um, I think we've touched on this a bit, but, you know, during puberty, I gained weight, which is when I began experiencing the issues with the eating disorder. And even when I lost, so for example, now, right now, I'm a UK size 18, 20, depending on the item of clothing. Um, at the worst of the eating disorder, I was a UK size 8, 10. So it's a drastic difference. I'm um, lucky I've been able to recover and put the weight back on and I'm very happy now. But the thing is, people would always make these comments, regardless of what size I was. And I became very conscious. I had to learn how to, one, set boundaries and two, to an extent, kind of talk back. <laughs> and I think um, in our culture, of course, you know, respect is a very big thing. But I, I now try to educate people on the effects of their words on kids. Um, because calling someone or a buff or like that, it's, it really does have a great influence on them. So for example, um, let's say I go back home to Portaco, my mom, you know, her family lives in Portaka. I don't see people in Portaka very often. So obviously I've come back after a year or two, my body has definitely changed, something has changed. And it's the first thing, you know, they say when someone walks in, ah, look at your cheeks. ah, you gained so much weight. I've learned that um, exuding the confidence that I've worked to build up kind of destabilizes people. I makes them check themselves. So, someone says, Oh my goodness, you've gained weight, you're so big. And I say, No, but I look good. I know I look good, I look good regardless. And to them, it's kind of a shock of like, ah, oh, you know, they, 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 they don't know what to say back. And they have to realize they have to check themselves because saying things like that can affect people. Or sometimes I say, I don't want to talk about this. Or, um, you know, that's not a nice comment. If I'm able to actually engage in a conversation with them, if they're open to having it, I asked them, if someone said exactly the same thing you said to me, to you, you wouldn't like it. You know, some push back. I say, yeah, but it's true. I'm just saying, like, yes, but you don't have to say that. You can ask me how I'm doing. You can ask me about my recent achievements. You can ask me about so many other things. You don't have to focus on how I look. Sometimes it's complete strangers. I had a stranger tell me. (laughs) I was at a restaurant. Complete stranger. I literally had not said a word to him. He said, oh, you're doing really well. And I was like, what do you mean? And I goes, Oh, for someone your side, your stomach is really flat. Well done. And I looked at him and I was like, Why? Why would you like how would that even come to your mind to say to a complete stranger? So it means sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Sometimes it's not even worth it. Sometimes you walk away because you have to pick your battles. You know, I'm never gonna see him again. I have to be able to build up something to reflect some of these comments, but it depends on the situation. I've had to really work on it and of course therapy has helped as well how to put up these boundaries because I am protecting the years of building up a positive body image and healing from the eating disorder that I've had to put in you know to get here right now.
1: Let me stay with you for a minute Karina. I'd like us yeah. to um, attempt to balance this conversation and begin to draw the line so there are times when Indiscipline and carelessness can now begin to affect your appearance and even threaten your health and well-being. So yeah. I found that because I work late into the night, I will ask my wife, please do that pando before I come. And I'm coming as late as eleven thirty p.m. and I will sit down and eat a full bowl of pando, <laughs> loaded it with <laughs> a lot of meat. And then I found out recently that's, that's where the tummy is coming from. And these things can even, mm. and I like what you're doing. It has to do with health and wellness. So yes. how do we begin to draw the line to begin to deal with issues of habits? And then, you know, and also watch out for excesses that might now begin to tamper with our health. Yeah, so
3: I'm really happy you brought that up because it's a very important conversation. Um, I think sometimes with the body positivity movement, we try to hush-hush about health and wellness, and we have to be realistic with ourselves, you know, um, and balance it, balance between, okay, yes, fat phobia, negative body image, but also health. Um, something that I always touch on is how comfortable are you in your body? We have to be honest with ourselves. There are times when i gained weight and I'm physically uncomfortable. You know, I'm struggling to walk up the stairs, I'm panting more than I'm just not as active, I'm eating um, whatever I want, my digestion is messed up. Um, so one, looking at how comfortable we are in our bodies realistically, honestly with ourselves. Um, two, looking at other um, measures of health. So beyond your size and your weight, which are also very important, very, very important telltales for looking at, okay, my flexibility, my stamina, my digestion, you know, are these things dropping? Um, I think that's a good way of watching our wellness and our health um, while staying body positive. It's important that we know that it is possible to want to change your body. Let's say you want to increase how much you work out or eat more vegetables and fruits while still being able to accept your body and have that healthy relationship. You don't have to do it from a place of hatred and fear of fat. Um, And lastly, on the other end, because I like to talk about how we talk to other people. Let's say you have a family member or a loved one who you are concerned about because they are gaining weight and they're not as active and you know their health is physically dropping you can feasibly see it dropping are ways to have these conversations from a place of kindness and compassion and grace um, as opposed to shaming people and being quite cruel with our words you know i, I think it's more effective for someone okay let's talk about what you can do are you happy in your body you want to exercise more? I can go on walks with you every single evening, as opposed to being, ah, oh, look at what well you're eating, having you a every single day. It's it's more effective, you know, to come from a place of compassion while still being honest with ourselves and with others. I think.
0: Wow. I think it's well said. I mean, you wow. do have to have compassion for yourself. I always say to people, you must have compassion and empathy for yourself before you can have it for somebody else. Um, You can eat what you want to eat, Nifemi. It's just a matter of changing your body, um, psychotic rhythm, and as well as not eat. If you eat late at night at 11, you literally have to stay awake for three hours for the food to digest. It's when you eat and go to bed almost immediately without your body digesting that food that you take the energy that your body would use to digest the food when it should be at your brain. It's now focused here, but it's sluggish because you're not active, you're in bed, you're lying down and that also adds weight. So if you change, you can eat what you want, but you have to change the pattern and you will not gain the weight, I promise you. You can still have whatever it is you have at 11 o'clock, but you've got to be willing to stay up much longer for the body to digest it and you have to be active. And that comes from who you are, not focused on your body, but focused on your well-being and your health.
1: Mr. Boyo, we're going now. Let me have your final comments on this conversation.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Well, I have questions. What is the measure of beauty? What is the measure of a good body? What is the measure of um, how you feel? It all boils down to you as a person. If you feel like you're in good shape, you look good, you're healthy, you're breathing, you're alive, that's all that matters. No matter how you look or what you wear, as long as you're healthy, like Irene, I think was saying, as long as you're healthy, that's what is important. Who wants to look at a beautiful dead person? Who wants to look at a confident dead person? It doesn't matter, as long as you're alive and you feel good about yourself, that is the most important thing. Wow. Well said, well said, Mr. Boyum.
1: Um, Karina, I'd like to have your final uh, comments.
2: Sorry, Karina. Sorry.
3: No worries, Sorry. My, my name goes to the ringer quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, no, I'm really happy to have this conversation, but um, I think my final comment would just be to focus on comfort with your body, which translates to confidence. Um, and at the center of it, well-being. Because like Mr. Boyer rightly said, there's no point in being a confident person if you're not breathing and living, and living well, living fully, you know. And that's the center of body positivity and body image, really taking care of ourselves and really being compassionate with ourselves. I guess Anna stressed out, which I love. Very important. You can't be compassionate to others you be not compassionate with yourself. Very, very true.
1: Mm. I like what you said about asking yourself sincere questions. Are you comfortable in your skin? There are times when I become so heavy that I have labored breathing. You can tell that your mobility is already impaired. You need to pay attention to these things and also be sincere to yourself and be a little bit more disciplined. Dr. Ama, I'd love to hear from you before we go.
0: Well, you know me. My thing is it comes from within. Who you are, how your body is, how you present your body, starts from within. So focus on who you are at the core, from your soul, your mind, and that is what people see. The body is just the encasement that you're dragging around. What people see, what people interact with is that part of you that is internal in the core at the deepest level. And that is where your attention should be. And when your attention is there, I promise you, not only will your body function better, you will function with grace and gratitude and dignity, and you will have compassion and empathy for yourself and others, and you will have no reason to compare yourself to any other or to doubt your value or the value of the body that you have been gifted with. Absolutely. Okay, sorry,
2: I want to add one last thing. Um of the 150 million times I've seen you, I have never, ever in my life thought that you have a big tummy. So I don't know where it's coming from. That is your perception. <laughs> I because always- you haven't seen I- me, you haven't seen me without my shirt on. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, your perception. I have never that's thought it. of you in that way. And Karina, you look beautiful the way you are. You're gorgeous and you're confident, you. and you exude confidence. Absolutely. You, I was just going to say that Karina sounds like she's
1: been on this podcast forever, so <laughs> we're hoping that you would you would join us uh, for subsequent. I also think it's important to note that we should we should hang around positive people. I remember I was dating a lady at the time, and I was very stupid. I was always complaining about her belly, her dark knuckles. So one day I met her mom, and her mom said, "Hey guy, come here. Look at me. I'm big. I'm chubby." Look at my knuckles—they're black. This is how she's going to turn out. So if you are not ready for this, just let her go. And I think at that point, I just say, you know what? Let us go our separate ways. I think it's important that women do not do not um, end up with men who do not appreciate them. There are because we because we're different people. We're unique. There are people who love you for. In fact, I have a friend who tells me that. If the woman is not on the heavy side, there's no way. I'm never yes. going to her. So everybody should just you know, make sure that they end
2: up with the people who appreciate them. In some cultures, big, um, heavier women are considered more beautiful than um, unheavy women. <laughs> 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 on in, in Nigeria, some considered wealthy, right? <laughs> Yeah, Which that's right. Because he's unhealthy. But he's wealthy unhealthy. You know, <laughs> I, I used to jokingly tell my wife that I married
1: her when she was very skinny and thin. And now she's chubby. So I'm saying, you know what? I have the privilege of cheating on you in this marriage because um, I have a taste of both sides. <laughs> so it's pretty much amazing. Um, I don't think that anybody, like the time I said, we should pay attention to who people are. Beyond their body, because we are not our bodies, really. Thank you so much for your contribution on this podcast. I, I've had a great time, and I'm sure that the listener and the viewer is also paying attention and learning one or two things. Dr. Ama Karina, Mr. Boyo. we'll see you again next time. I'm good to you. Bye for now.
0: This has been a Thinking Reimagined podcast.
1: The executive producer is Dr. Ama. Co producer Peter Amon Boyle.
0: And it is moderated by Nifemi Okuntoye. The podcast is edited by Nelkan and supervised by Dune Sokwang.
1: Thinking Remarching emphasizes the importance of transformational conversations, which have as their aim the bringing about of the rich diversity of thoughts and, most importantly, powerful and applicable effective solutions and change.
0: The views, opinions, and contributions of the panelists are exclusively theirs and do not reflect the opinions of Thinking Reimagined producers or personnel. Thank, Thank you for listening, and we, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. We invite you to subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and other outlets.
1: We look forward to presenting another riveting episode next week.
0: Thinking Reimagined podcast is produced by Live Abundantly.
1: We welcome your thoughts and invite you to visit our website, livesabundantly.com.
0: Or you can follow us on social media on Live Abundantly 8. Thinking Reimagined,
1: Reimagined. changing Changing the mindset mindset for a a better
0: better
1: global society. society.